We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Garibagal people. We pay our respects to all First Nation elders, past, present and emerging. So, want to start this episode with a bit of a random fact? Here we go. I'm weirdly, potentially disproportionately excited about this, okay. but there is some context. Um, so, there's a new law now with pokey machines and gambling locations. Okay. You know how they have a tagline? Kind of like how the smoking companies suddenly had to put hideous pictures on mm-hmm. their boxes. Yeah. So in the world of gambling, the tagline was gamble responsibly. Yeah, yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah. Does that make you want to gamble responsibly? Do you go... How do you gamble responsibly? You can't. There's no responsible gambling. Exactly. <laughs> but they've outlawed that now and created a new tagline. Okay. And I really like it. What is it? Chances are you're about to lose. Ooh. Mm. Truth bomb. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I look, wow. what I find interesting is there would have been a committee yeah, a whose job was to come up with the perfect tagline yeah. that doesn't skew in favor of gambling. Because gamble responsibly, what does that mean? It's not connected it language. Mean anything. But chances are you're about to lose. Mm. It's pointed. Odds against you. Yes. Ah. Anyway, just. Uh, I enjoy that. I really enjoyed that. I mean, look. Bit of context, used to work in a TAB, mm-hmm. used to work in many bars where I manned the pokies room, hated seeing people's addictions played outright in front of me every day and seeing them lose so much money. Yeah, it's brutal. I, it was br- it was horrible. People tank their lives. They really do. Yeah. And I even saw people who were so addicted to the pokies that they would piss and shit themselves. Oh my God, mm-hmm. so sad. I dealt with that scenario more times than I care to remember, but I did because they can't stop, can't stop. pushing the button. Oh, it's it's so tragic it's and tragic. it's sad and it's fucked up. And I think the gambling industry is very problematic. Imagine how much pushback there would have been to that, though, because that's so anti-sell. Mm. You know, it's like literally if they have to put that at the end of everything on like sports bet or TAB or whatever, it's going to really make people think. I think that's good. I hope it has an impact. Yeah. I'm not a fan of gambling personally. I'll never promote a gambling company ever. I think it ruins people's lives. Yeah. Anyway, just starting on a high. <laughs> I'm really stoked about Gem it. Gem loves that marketing work. I sure do. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host. Revzy, Revzy, who's sick. Oh, Guys, I'm, I'm sick, but I'm here. <laughs> I am zombie level sick. Yeah, and you've showed up for us and we're grateful. <sighs> I have had a crazy couple of weeks post-triathlon emotionally, got a lot going on, very loaded work schedule, a few things behind the scenes. And as happens to us mm-hmm. mums, the minute you can kind of breathe and put some things to bed, sick. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm loaded up on the pseudo and I'm showing up. You are, babe. And we're happy you're here. And uh, we've got a fun episode semi-planned. <laughs> but I just like, give me some grace if I'm, if I'm off. If I'm off, you yeah. know? If I'm not articulate. Roll with me. Well, I'm going to start the episode bringing up a new app. Oh, Mm. this is not on the plan. No, it wasn't. Okay. But it was shown to me recently and I was like, is this the come down of Instagram? Oh, oh, I know what you're going to talk about. (laughs) Be real. Okay. Chummy, this has been around for a year. Has it? Yes. I never claim to be on the front foot of a trend. Okay. So... I'm always riding the coattails of a trend. Always 10, 15 minutes late to a trend you are. Um, okay, full disclosure, I have um, step-siblings in their 20s. So Oh, you've got an advantage. And I follow a lot of Zoomers. You know Zoomers, so I of course Zoomers. you know Be Real. So I know Be Real. I hate it. What? I hate it. It's too real. I want to call it too real. This is why I like it. I'm oh, into it. Yeah. Here we go with your authenticity. No, I'm into it. But you I, like curated, crafted, artistic. Okay. I'm going to sound like a wanker for a second. Hang on. Before we get into this, do you want to explain what Be Real is for everyone going like, what's Be Real? Okay. So I think I'll start with the spelling. Yeah. 
So B-E yep. space and then real, not like an Instagram reel, but no. real as in the word R-E-A-L, yep. real. And it is the antidote to Instagram. This this whole app came about because of the overly curated bullshit that's been going on in social media that's making everyone feel shit about their lives because they think everyone else's lives are perfect and it's Everyone's bollocks. teeth are white and everyone's waists are tiny. So the purpose of Be Real, and this is why I love it, because what I was going to say before when you accused me of loving a curated anything, and it's yeah, true. Yeah. Also, hello, art director yeah, sitting no, no. across from me. I'm not pretending not to. Yeah. I love curation. Yes. But, and like I said, I'm going to sound like a wanker saying this, but I feel trapped in a prison of perfectionism. Yeah, yeah. I mean it. I believe you. I get so angry at myself how obsessed I am with trying to be curated. Yeah. That I get posting paralysis uh-huh. where I go, well, I'm just not going to post it all because if it's not perfect, then I don't want to post it. Mm. So then I don't post it all. And okay. then I hate that. So lately I've been doing a lot of work on myself in social media to not post for anything, but for my personal joy. Yeah. And <laughs> again, without sounding like a complete wanker, it's kind of like my approach to Yo Cabba. I had to silence the imposter syndrome of like, Jen, you're not an interior stylist yeah, yeah, or designer. Yeah. Who are you trying to be? And I just went, shh, just do what you want to do, do it Jen. For you. Do it for you and don't judge it and don't worry what other people think if yeah. they think these this pattern clashing is awful or why the fuck did you go with a pink or blue kitchen? Fuck them. It makes you happy. Yeah. Back to be real. <laughs> Woo, that was a... She's got some things to say. I do have some things to say, but... Let me explain first to the DLs how it works and why it's piqued my interest and curiosity. So it's an app where, yes, you can connect with friends. In fact, right now with how the app exists, I think you have to be friends on other platforms. Is that right, Rosie? No, you can just, you follow and can be followed like you do on other apps. Okay, well, there you go. I'm inexperienced. I'm learning. But the thing that I like about it is every day you get a prompt to photograph what you are doing right here, right now, in this moment. So it pops up on your phone and it says, time to be real. Yeah. And you shoot whatever you're doing. Yes. But it utilizes your selfie cam and your front camera. Yeah. So when you take a photo, so for example, right now I'm recording a podcast, I'm sitting opposite Revs. If I were to take a photo for my Be Real account, it would take a selfie of me and then it would take a photo of Revs of what I'm looking at. And then it meshes the images together. And that is your, here I am in this very moment of time. It ain't glamorous. You can't filter it or edit it. It takes it and posts it. And it's the opposite of Instagram where you can like move things out of the background or like just pick a corner that looks really nice or like zoom it in to make this bit of your face or whatever. Correct. It's, it's the opposite of that. It's like this is everything going on around you all at once, mess and all. Correct. And what I like about the prompt is that if you don't do it there and then, then you don't get to see other your other people's yeah. be real photo of the day. Yeah. So to unlock a glimpse into what they're doing, you've got to share. Yeah. And I love that accountability of arriving. Sure. That's what I want from my social media, accountability. I do. I don't. I want to mung out and scroll and choose what I put out into the world. I would like a glimpse into what my friends are doing in a very low-key way. Take it off yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? And obviously like, oh, I can't curate what I'm creating. But I like the idea of getting a moment in every day glimpse into my loved one's lives. I like that too. That's the appeal to me. They're just so boring. (laughs) Like I don't follow that many people. I follow like five people because I'm not really using it. But it's like someone looking down at their selfie cam like they've just opened their phone and their feet or it's their lounge room and them and their dog. And I'm like, wow, yes, it's a glimpse into your life, but I want a little more thought and curation see i find that refreshing because it is refreshing because it's the antithesis of social media and what we're used to seeing that um i could be like oh you got your toes painted and i do love how the culture does this you know just as we get used to and totally sick of and indoctrinated and marinating in one thing the culture goes how about we try the opposite and Mm. i do like that about i don't know humanness to use a metaphor that i've used many times on the potty the pendulum is swinging back the other way and i am here for it can we not evolve do you know what i'm not here for are the new updates of instagram and generally speaking welcome to gem's quarterly rant on the instagram updates no i'm more for it lately 
Okay. I've given speeches in my hatchery group about how we need to get on yep. or get off. Yeah. Like you can't Don't be on it and machine. rage against yeah. it. Exactly. You either tap out of social media completely or you just get on board. Adapt. Yes. And I know we always show resistance to change. And like the real trend, I was like, Ugh, but then had a chat with myself, get amongst it. Don't be afraid of it. Dabble, play, experiment. Don't overthink it, Jen, because yeah. I'm an overthinker. But I'm not going to lie. I'm not loving the announcement of the latest updates of Instagram. Which is the note thing. Oh, the, Well, the note thing has happened. Yeah. That's strange. It's like Instagram trying to be Twitter. I don't know. It's it like, hey, let's create notes where you have x amount of characters to share a thought of the day very twitter vibes and interestingly timed with elon musk's oh, arrival I into need twitter. A lie down okay should we move on to something else no 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 i'm, I'm interested in your thoughts <laughs> it's just so much it is a lot that's all <laughs> maybe it's because i'm not feeling well but it just feels very overwhelming it is a lot like what's elon up to what's he gonna do on twitter well, the thing I'm really disappointed to hear is he is monetizing the verification tick, yeah, the blue right. tick. And in his words, it's I'm democratizing Twitter. But from the public's perspective is, no, it's just a money-making vehicle for you. Yeah. So to give you context, DLs, essentially what Elon Musk wants to do is force people on Twitter to pay for the verification tick. He's going to make it easier for people to get the verification tick to prove you are who you say you are on Twitter. But he's going to charge people $8 a month. A subscription fee, a rolling subscription fee. Now, I know a lot of DLs are going to say, well, I just wouldn't pay it. But then Elon Musk is backhanding everyone with, well, if you don't get a verified tick, your content won't be prioritized. So people with verified ticks, so all of their shit's going to appear at the top of the feed. Everyone else's is going to appear underneath. So he's essentially forcing everyone's hand to subscribe to $8 a month, $8 a month to use Twitter when it has previously been a free app. It's so funny how corporate fuck everything up. Oh, they do. Like, they always get there in the end, but don't like they? they? But they wreck it and then everyone gets mm. off it and onto another thing that is free because, you know, like the good content creators, the good content, it always rises to the top, whether it's paid, verified, whatever. Good shit will find its way to an audience, you know? It's just like corporate being like, well, how can we monetize going viral? You know, it's mm. like that's not what going viral is. I've been in so many pitches where the client has said, and we want to go viral. I'm like, yeah, cool. We all want to go viral. Yeah. That's not how it works. That's no. It's kind of the opposite of what it means. Exactly. Anyway, corporate. Yeah. So brace ourselves for the new changes of Instagram. What's going to change? Well, there's a couple of things that they've announced. One of them is that accounts can have a trending sticker where if their page is trending, I guess the purpose behind it is my understanding is that say if someone has a hundred thousand followers, but they don't really have an engaged audience and someone with a hundred thousand followers with a fully engaged audience, they will get a trending badge attached to their account to be like, yes, this person has 100,000 followers, but people are into what they have to say. Right. So I guess... Just more status. So (laughs) exactly. And I I hate that. And also it fuels the addiction, Mm. this unhealthy, permanently dissatisfied addiction of people trying to attain something that perhaps is unattainable. I don't know how... Easy or not easy, this trend badge is going to be for people to achieve. But I just think it's really unhealthy. It's like what you were saying about clients being like, we want to go viral. It becomes this new obsession, this search for a dopamine hit that people aren't going to get and shouldn't strive for. And subscriptions coming in as well, which I guess is um, they're going up against Patreon and things like that, platforms like that. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you say dopamine. It's like we've had as much dopamine as we can, so now we're searching for things to make us feel, you know? Like, I need to feel the next level of dopamine. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, this is another segue that I wasn't planning to go into, but there's someone on Instagram called Chelsea Thomas. I don't know if you follow her, but her Instagram was a full juggernaut business, and it was called I Heart Bargains. And at the peak of her Instagram fame. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself a bit, but essentially she was the go-to gal of how to 
take brands like Target, Big W, Kmart and make them luxe. Mm. She had an amazing eye for curation so she could style an entire living room with Kmart stuff and make it look like Uh, a million dollar house. She could take an outfit from Target and make it look really fancy. She was that kind of girl and she was, and at the peak of her success in inverted commas, she posted this really long video on Instagram basically saying, I'm sick, I'm unhealthy, I've neglected my children, wow. I've, I'm have i a workaholic and I'm crashing, my health is in tatters, oh my God. I have to leave social media wow. and goodbye. And the reason why she's come up in my mind today is that she's been off for three years. Wow. And she re-emerged. Oh, shit. This week. Yeah, her account's just been dormant for three years. Wow. And I didn't realize she'd been gone for three years. It felt like three months, a year. Like in my head, I was like, when she said, hi guys, haven't been around for three years. I was like, what? I remember your exit like it was yesterday. Wow. And she jumped on and said, look, this isn't going to be a regular thing, but I just wanted to share my insights of what it was like being off Instagram for three years and what I've been up to. It was fascinating. The overarching takeaway for me, and I've talked about this in the context of mat leave and when you're a business owner and the pressure to stay in your business, Mm. is she said it's like when you leave home and you go and live overseas and then you come back and you're like, oh, there's a new building that's erected. Hmm, That's new. Uh, But everything else is the same. Yeah. The people are the same. Yeah. Nothing's changed. And she's like, Dipping back into Instagram after three years, I'm like, oh, reels are the thing. (laughs) Like, it's fascinating, right, to see it from her perspective. She's like, oh, everyone's doing video content now. But then she said she went searching for the people who she normally follows to see what they're doing. And she said it's the same thing. Uh, Everyone's doing the same shit. Interesting. And she wasn't poo-pooing it. She wasn't shitting on it. She was very neutral about it. She just said, my point about saying this is so that if you've ever thought about having a digital cleanse or a long break, and she said, I really recommend six months, just know that you're not missing out on much. it'll all still be there. It will all still be there when you return. And she said, after three years of having a hiatus, I'm back and I'm like, yep, not much has changed. Wow. Yeah, I found it really interesting. Interesting to see what happens with her brand and her account and if she, you know, turbos it back again or what's going to happen. Well, She just shared that she spent the last three years really focusing on her health and what she actually wants and had to do a lot of unlearning of being a workaholic and sitting comfortably with just focusing her energy on her kids because she said, I'm someone who loves a side hustle, a project. I don't know (laughs) how to sit still Mm. in my existence and give my all to my children. I don't like it. I don't (laughs) like these kind of truth bombs. Why? Because it's stretchy and uncomfortable? very stretchy. It makes me really think, you know, I don't like it. I don't like hearing that it's better for you to be off socials because I'm fully in it. And it's it's inconvenient for me Mm -hmm. to hear that it's good for you and you have to sit with your existence. Yep. And it's easier to pacify your thoughts and numb yourself when you mindlessly scroll Instagram rather than face the reality. I don't know. I found it really eye-opening. I loved it. I'm not about to declare a massive break from social media, but it gave me pause and made me think, do I give enough of myself to my kids? Am I going to look back on these years and regret that I had my head buried in a phone? I don't know. (sighs) Sidestep update. Yeah. The DLs have asked for an update on Rafa's allergies situation. give it to them. So I shared on Instagram that I took Rafa to an immunologist appointment. People were like, I'm so relieved for you, Jem, because I didn't realise that seeing a specialist in anything is rare as hen's teeth in terms of getting a fucking time slot. It takes like six months at the moment. Now, I think I shared this on the podcast before, but when I initially reached out to immunologists about booking an appointment for Rafa, they were like, yep, next availability, Feb 2023. And yeah. I was like, come again? Yeah. Sorry? My- for anyone who hasn't heard the episode, Raph was breaking out in like extreme head-to-toe hives for mm. a, a couple of weeks. Yeah, and she was in immense discomfort. They yeah. were itchy. They didn't hurt her, but she was scratching yeah. and then bleeding and oh. she wasn't able to sleep. It was awful and I couldn't see a specialist until now. <laughs> and Jem has quite severe allergies. She's very like hay fevery allergic person. To cats. I'm aller- not food. I have no food allergies, but environment, environmental. dust mites. When she went sh- traveling through Central South America, you, you may not know, but she did that one. <laughs> um, she had this 
horrible scenario where something in where were you argentina Arge, something in the air in argentina did not agree with Jem, and she had a similar reaction like head to toe hives itchy on fire well then you got pups rash like anyway she's she's i'm a she's, rashy gal she's rashy <laughs> she's real rashy so she, her empathy was like popping off because she knows how horrible it is with her little girl correct anyway you went and I have answers. Yes. I have a proper oh my God. diagnosis. Yes. What is it? Give the people what they want. A medical diagnosis for your four-year-old. Now I'm going to butcher this medical term. Of course. But she has what's called chronic spontaneous urticaria. Oh. Yeah, that old thing. <laughs> Bit of a CSU. Chronic never sounds good. Yes. So first of all, it's the best diagnosis. Okay. Because it's non-life-threatening, right? it's not dangerous, and it's treatable, and she will grow out of it. Oh, clap, clap, clap. Yes, full relief. But essentially, the wildest thing about this is that she has no allergies. Oh. It's not an allergy. Oh, my God. I know. Even better. Yes. The hives is her body responding to a virus. <sighs> and it fired off chronic hives, right? When she, this one time where she was fighting a virus and then her immune system got stuck in a loop. Where it was where, fighting the fighting of the virus. Yes, okay. fighting the fighting of the virus and it was just firing off hives thinking it's still fighting a virus, which is why it's called spontaneous, oh. chronic spontaneous. Ulticaria is another word for hives yeah. and the word chronic is because it was head to toe, yeah, so okay. it was bad. So over time her body will reset Brilliant. And readjust. And the immunologist said to me, you're doing all the right things. You knocked it over the head with steroids, but we don't want a four-year-old on steroids longer than than the course of three days. So we knocked it over the head with that. And I've been treating it every day since with Telfast. And I said to the doctor, I'm just worried that she's going to be dependent on Telfast for the rest of her life. And I don't really want that for her. And she said, you've done the right thing. But now it's time to wean her okay. off the Telfast and to just check in with the immune system and how it's firing off these hives. So we've just been in the process of doing that. So get going from a full dose to a half dose and then trying a day where I give her no dose, oh. which I haven't done in months. Oh my God. And she's got through a day and a half without a dose. Amazing. No hives. Oh, what a relief. Yes. Huge relief. relief. And so slowly over time, her immune system will adjust and hopefully stop firing off these hives. Oh, poor little Raffi girl. And Revzi, it's funny that you brought up that episode in Argentina. I also had chronic spontaneous ulticaria in Argentina. The doctor said any money you weren't allergic to some rare species of olive tree because I threw that out I was like it was like I was allergic to some rare species of olive tree in Argentina because when I left Cordova and moved to the south of Argentina it went away and she was like no that's just that was just your immune system finally resetting wow but you also had chronic spontaneous urticaria. Yeah, right. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So she's going to be rashy after. She's going to have a post-viral rash probably for the next couple of years. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, a lot of kids get post-COVID rash. I know that. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm just relieved. Yeah. I'm relieved for her. I'm relieved for you. I'm relieved for answers. Yeah. I realise it's the first time where I've been in a situation with my child where I was entering unknowns and it was killing me. The frustration was killing me. But the relief, even if the diagnosis wasn't as positive as what Raf had, I still would have been relieved for like, it's this and yeah. these are the steps because yeah. it feels productive. Yes, love you that. Know, sitting in limbo does not feel productive. We like things to do. We sure do. You know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for, sick bestie? <laughs> Using- my sickness? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, well, it's kind of related. Oh, yeah? Using my nights... To get on top of my days. Oh, this feels so relatable. I know you know this, but I am stuck in a loop. Speaking of stuck in a loop, mm-hmm. because I work, I kind of do five days in four with mm-hmm. my job because I have this day with you when we did the podcast. So I, I work full time. My job is definitely full time, but I have to fit it into four work days. Yeah, it's tricky. I don't do it, right? Like to my colleagues, it must look like she swans in at nine, nine thirty. She leaves at four, four thirty to go get her kids. But actually, I spend every single night on the laptop 
getting prepared for the next day, you know? And I spend, I probably at the moment I'm doing like four hours. In the evening. In the evening. Just so that the next day isn't a total shit fight. Just so that I'm at least a little bit got to run on it. Yeah. But I've... I started out doing it thinking, oh, I've got some leave coming up because I'm going to do so. I'm going to top of that. This is coming up. So I get to, Christmas is coming. So we're going to go. And now I like feel like I'm kind of stuck in it and I'm doing it as my week. And it's really, I don't, I don't want to, I want out. I want to unsubscribe. Mm. But I don't know how because now I'm in this rhythm of like, there's so much to do. And unless you can get more hours in the day, which there aren't. No. But I, it means I'm perpetually tired and run down and heading for burnout. Uh, I would say burnout is here. It's here. It's arrived. I'm sick. (laughs) That's why you're unwell, babe. Yeah. Can I ask, because I've never worked for a corporate company, are there systems in place where employees can say, look, you've become used to me Mm. dedicating X amount of hours a week. It's not sustainable. Can I pair it back? Can I have more resources? I need help. I'm not coping. Of course you can. Um, it's the thing is, it's not my company. It's me and my loaded up life with my side hustles and my extra things going on and my split custody and all that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's my life, mm. not my job. My is job, it though, Revs? Yeah, it is. I mean, and I'm constantly asking for more resources, as is everybody in all, any industry, any industry in any company. Like you never have enough. And in order to grow, you need more people, more resources, more things, more time. Right. It's just what you need. But um. Yeah, it really is my life set up and scenario that is burning me out. And um, so, how can we remedy this? Over it, Gem. I don't know. I know you can be over it, but yeah. let's get practical for a second. This is hilarious because how many times have I shoes been on the other foot where I'm like, "You're working too hard. You're well, gonna burn out." Do you know what? It's really nice for me to sit in this seat yes. for once and look at you because maybe I'll actually learn something from this experience. But realistically, what can you take off your plate, or are you just on that highway to hell of Christmas lead up chaos. I think it is. And I'm, okay. I'm, I'm at least compartmentalizing it as that at the moment. Okay. So you think there is potential light at the end of the tunnel if you the get through. Okay. End of the year. Yeah. So yeah. I, I always, we always laugh about the hilarious pretend deadline of Christmas mm-hmm. because suddenly every client or every boss or every whatever supplier, by Christmas, everything needs to be done by Christmas mm. because. Why? Because why? why? Who knows why? Because we have like three days off and then we're kind of back at it. Do you know what I mean? And yes, people take leave through Jan or whatever, but like really things don't have to be done by the 24th of December. I think people like a neatly wrapped up, beautifully done bow to end the year. Like park that, fresh start. But does anyone ever really get it? I've never had a year where there aren't things leaking over from the year before into the next thing. Like it's a, it just, it just makes the last two, three months of the year so intense Mm. that it's almost like, you know, we all need a break at the end of the year. We all need that reset. I'm like I find it hugely helpful every year to have that stop gap of Christmas and New Year before Same. tackling a new year. But like it's becoming so vital now because everything turbocharges up so much towards the end of the year that it's not just like a two week break or a week and a half break where you just like recalibrate. It's like now like mental health level Mm. and it's just not cool. Yeah. It's not cool. Did we learn nothing during COVID? We learned nothing. I feel like we learned nothing. Everyone's like back in the office, back to it, business as usual, which we want but we still haven't rested from that two years of fuckery that was COVID. We have not. Anyway, I guess I'm just ranting into a void because no, I can really do at You this are point. allowed to rant and everyone will be feeling this. There is something very manic yeah. about this time of year and you work for a company where this time of year is, yeah, this is vitally important. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. massive for e-com and there's – Black Friday and Cyber Monday and the Christmas lead up. Like, it's crazy. Like, even for influencers on Instagram, I can see them all strapping themselves in for their platforms turning into billboards for this time of year and being apologetic about it. But this is the time that brands are like, Christmas this, Christmas that. I need to get into people's psyche now because I need them to purchase my product for their family for Christmas. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. I mean, if you see me doing a lot of stuff, and we all have things to pay for. We've got sage bills from fire department. We've got fucking divorces. The shit to pay for. Buy this serum. <laughs> On that note. Yeah. 
talking about your sage mishap yep. and your fireies mishap yep. and your fine mishap. Um, do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? My four-year-old prank calling triple zero four times. I saw that. That <laughs> gave me a little tickle. Yes. Hilarious. Oh, my God. Did you feel awful? I felt so bad. But what time of day was it? Okay. Let me just set it up. Set the scene. Fucking Rafa. Love that kid. Loves waking up at 5.30 in the morning. Uh. Comes on in and I'm like, oh, God, the day started already. And you know what? It, it was an unusual morning. I'm not going to lie. I needed to do a poo. Oh. Do I normally need to do a poo at that time of day? Not really. Never <laughs> really ever. But I did. And I dragged my ass into the toilet and I sat there. And you know when you're so tired? Now, we've talked about this on the potty. I'm like an in and out. I'm a turbo pooer. I'm yep. efficient. I don't want to hang out in the smells. I want out. But I was fucking tired. It was 5.30 in the morning. So I just sat on the toilet and just put my head in my hand and my elbow and my knee and just pondered life for a moment. You know? What a visual. (laughs) In that time, Rafa found my phone. Now, triple zero is one of those special phone numbers. And for any international DLs, because I did have a few people ask this on my Instagram, what's triple zero? I was like, google.com. No. (laughs) Triple zero is the equivalent of 911. It overrides the lock feature on your phone. So she's obviously swiped up. It's pulled up the Numbers. keypad. She's hit triple zero purposefully. Someone asked me, did she accidentally? I'm like, no, 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 no. It was with intention. Yeah. And she kept doing it over <laughs> and over and over. Now, did she talk to anyone? She did. <laughs> but how I learned that she did is because I was very casually sitting on the toilet, having my moment, and she came in sobbing. It was like instant. It was like zero to 200. She's like, "Ah, ah." I was like, what happened? You know, it like jolts you out of your reverie for a second. You're like, your reverie, your poo reverie. My poo reverie. And she was like, a stranger. And I was like, what? In the, where? And she's like, in the phone. She was like, I, I didn't mean to, uh, you know, are they going to come and get me and take oh me away? Like God. the panic. I was like, I had to talk her off the ledge. I was like, sis, calm down. Talk to me. What's going on? And she handed me my phone and I saw like four missed calls to triple zero. And I was like, oh, babe, did you, did you call for an ambulance? She was like, yeah. I was like, why? She's like, I don't know. And I was like, did someone answer? And she was like, yeah, there was a stranger. Oh, my God. So I was like, okay. And they would have been like, hello, little girl, what's going on? Well, you know how we like to think we are, we contribute to every part of our children's existence? Yeah, especially the good bits. Yeah, look, she learns shit at daycare in kindy that I am not privy to and I have no idea. And you know what it's like with a four-year-old? They come home from school and you're like, how was your day? And they're like. Good. Good. And you're like, what did you do? And they're like, nothing. Stuff. Stuff. Painted, drew. Yeah. Raph didn't tell me. Oh, I had a whole day learning about triple zero and when to call for emergency and the difference between police and a fireman and a paramedic. You know, those vitally important people in our society. Didn't know she learned about all that. So she thought 5.45 a.m. was the perfect time to... Give him a ring. See how they go. Give him a call. But then... Mummy's doing a poo. (sighs) Help. Help. So then I had to do a whole teaching moment at that time in the morning, you know, because you can't just let that shit slide. No. Because she was confused about the stranger and she said, are ambulance people baddies? Because there was a strange voice on the phone. And I said, well, yes, that person on the phone is a stranger, but they're here to help. And she was like, okay, but why are they helping? And I'm like, and she's like, and why can't I call them? And I was like, no, so... (laughs) Oh it's God, for I'm an just Im- like putting myself in the 5.30 headspace oh, of like thank, these thank questions you. and just being like, fuck off. Yes. And then I said, you can't just call them. And she said, well, when should I call them? And, I, and then I started, again, doing thought experiments. So I was like, okay, well, uh, let's imagine a situation where mummy fell down the stairs, but for some reason, mummy looks asleep and mummy can't oh talk. 
I did. I said all this. Oh and She's going to have more than stranger danger. The fuck? I don't know. I was very straight up mummy's dead at the bottom of the stairs nightmare. Well, I didn't want to use the word dead, but I was trying to sort of say if I'd knocked myself unconscious and I was not responsive. And I said, or mummy slipped in the shower and fell down and couldn't stand up. Like that would be a good time to call triple zero. If mummy's bleeding from the eyes on the floor of the kitchen, maybe then you call triple zero. Yes. And she was taking it all in. And then she said, okay, but they're a stranger. So I was like, fuck, you've been learning about stranger danger. How do I balance this out? I don't know. I was really tired and I just, quite frankly, didn't have time for it. Yeah, I get it. Tell her that the stranger is in a uniform. This is a, I've used uniform to explain a lot of things to my kids for a long time. I love this. Where were you at 5.45 I'm the other morning? I'm sorry, you should have called me. Definitely don't call me at 5.45 <laughs> to school, Raph. My little rule with my kids, if they get lost, is to stop, look around, find a woman in a uniform. If you can't find a woman in a uniform, find a woman. If you can't just find a woman, if you find a man in a uniform, that's fine too. <laughs> Teddy got lost in Noosa for 10 minutes. Stop. And he found a woman. And he said to me, I found a woman. And I was like, fuck yeah. It's and what did gone he in. say to her? So the next step is I have to teach him my phone number because she was, she, he said, I've lost my mummy. And she said, stay with me. What's her number? We'll call her. And of course he didn't know my phone number. So that's okay. the next step. Anyway, we found him very quickly and it was, it was, he actually wasn't lost. It was like a busy little area around the triathlon. And Whatever you need to tell yourself. Friends. He was right there. Oh, this <laughs> You're like, I can't have a second lost story. Oh, I just, I just can't <laughs> be that mum. He's going to make me gray. But anyway, I was really proud to hear him. He was proud to tell me. Oh, that's I found great. a woman because I don't know. I guess that's pretty blanket, but I'm always like, just find another mum. Yeah. Because another mum is going to help you get back to me. But you've empowered him with that skill and he should feel proud. But I hope you celebrated him. I did. But also like I'm thinking if he's at the mall, he can go into Woolies and there's a woman in a uniform and she'll PA us or what. You know what I mean? Like, or you... you Westfield and there's someone in a Westfield uniform that they can like do an announcement or they've got yeah. systems, you yes. know? So you can tell Rafa about uniforms and then the people behind Triple Zero are uniformed. Yep. They're there to help when shit goes down. Absolutely. I mean, it's abstract for her because she couldn't see this person. It was yeah. just, I think she got the fright of her life Hello? when someone <laughs> just started talking back at her. They probably would have said, what's the thing they say as well when they answer like triple zero, what's your emer- fire police ambulance? Like, mm-hmm. what's your emergency? And she would have been like, what? Well, good. I was glad she was a bit yeah. spooked. She needs, she needs to learn. She's get off my phone. I've got a mate whose son FaceTimed her boss at 4.30 in the morning. Oh, good Lord. He'd come into her bed, you know, when you're just so fucking asleep and you'll give them anything to just leave you alone so you We've can go back to sleep. We've all been guilty of it. And she gave him her phone and he FaceTimed her boss and she was startled out of her very deep sleep. You know how you go back into like a really deep oh, yeah. sleep when you fall back asleep? To hearing, hello? And then her son's like, hello? Oh, God. <laughs> oh. He FaceTimed her boss and he'd answered. Tell me this was crazy, Lisa. No, I Oh, wish. damn. It just got, so sounds like her crazy kind of story. Lisa all over it. it sure but it does. Wasn't her. No, Le- the funny thing about crazy Lisa is practically she's not crazy at all. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like things like child rearing kid things, logistics, work. She's very, she runs a tight ship. It's her personal life where she completely becomes unhinged. Falls apart. (laughs) We need an update from Crazy Lisa on the HR situation. Absolutely. I'm going to hook that up for us maybe next week. Hunji P, please do. Something I did enjoy was I didn't realise how many followers I have on the Instagram, on the Instagram, all right, Boomer, who work in the call centres, the triple zero call centres. Yeah, because I had a few DMs from a few people. I didn't share them all on Instagram, but one person said the fact that I called back, I don't think I shared this part of the story, but I ended up quickly calling triple zero to cancel. Yeah, uh, any kind of fear they might be having of what's happening at your house. Correct. And harking back to your sage story I also didn't want to fine for wasting resources like public resources so I freaked out and the first thing I thought was I need to call them back immediately and apologize and I apologized profusely and she was really calm and collect about she was like that's okay I'll just mark it as a missed dial and I was like thank you please don't send an ambulance we don't need one and then I had all those thoughts of oh I hope they don't 
think they need to welfare check my child because she if called they so did, many that times. would be fine. I've been welfare checked before in Edinburgh when yeah. Teddy went missing and they're lovely about it and they know instantly if they're actually doing a welfare okay. check or if they're there to tick a box. Well, then maybe it's good yeah. that they do follow yeah, yeah, up on absolutely. these things on occasion. Yeah. All right. In that case, I sit corrected. They would walk into your beautiful neutral toned house <laughs> and be like, we don't need to do a welfare check on these kids. Why not, Revs? <laughs> Who knows what goes on behind closed doors, even in neutral homes. Even <laughs> Even in neutral homes, children can be in danger. You heard it here first. So one of the DMs I got on Instagram was someone saying, I work in a triple zero call center and I would have really appreciated that call because then it stops a whole series of steps that need to be taken very seriously after. So, you know, just thought I'd do a little bit of a PSA that if your child does prank call, it's helpful to call. A couple of other people DM'd me saying, I work in a triple zero call center. We get kids accidentally calling us all the time. And quite frankly, it breaks up my day and I love having chats with them. I've had some yeah. hilarious conversations with kids before. Um, and they are trained to talk to every scenario. Correct. Right? Yeah. So, you know, I calmed my farm yeah. in my head and thought, it's okay, Gem, it's not the worst thing in the world. I'm glad a fire truck didn't just show up at your well, house because that's what happened to me. I just really didn't want just the fine that you got dealt. the light. Still fighting that, by the way, guys. Are you? Everyone asks me for an update all the time. You're so, still disputing it? So I've disputed it with Strata yep. and they're like, well, you can go on a payment plan. And I'm like, no. 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 Some really lovely deals have slid into my DMs and been like, my husband works for the New South Wales Fire Department. If you take it up with the fire um, station directly, it should be waived. So I'm trying to do that. But will the strata give me the contact? No. How annoying. They're such jerks, those strata people. And by the way, why does it take six weeks to respond to an email? Strata. Six weeks. What a joke. And in that time, the debt collection fee is just (laughs) rising. I'm going to owe like 10K to this fucking saging. Don't manifest it. No. (laughs) Do not manifest that. Hit me with that spot. Oh, that was an effort from my sick little self. Yeah, but well done. Thanks. Well done. You committed. Um, my not spawn for this week is, it's a little bit confusing, but stay with me. <laughs> so there's this Instagram account. It's called at Yes Hair. And her name is Jo and she specializes in curls. I know oh. you're going to be like, this is a bit rogue. Like no, no, you no. don't really have curls, Gem. Anyway, what I want to not spawn is her new hair product range called Lowy, which okay. is spelt L-O-H-Y. And I love this name because she said she signs off all her emails to her clients with love and hydration. Oh. <laughs> and then she took, obviously, low, high, lowy. Yeah. Anyway, you get the point. But... The reason why I encountered Jo, and she's amazing, she's a fucking guru with hair, is because I hate my postpartum hair. Yeah. I whinge about it all the time on Instagram. It's always dry. I always look like Hermione Granger. I just don't know where my heyday hair in my 20s has gone. It's just not hydrated anymore. And then this is what pushed her to reach out to me was because I then talked about doing keratin. Oh, yeah. To straighten out the frizz. Oh, God. Yeah. And now she- I'm thinking back on that with all this context mm-hmm. that would dry it even further. Correct. And Joe was like, no, Gem, there is a solution here. And on top of that, she's like, you've got natural curls. You do. And I was, I was like, say. you're smoking crack. No, you've got a wave in your hair, babe. That's what she said. And she said, I reckon I could give you beautiful, bouncy curls without using a curling wand. Oh, my God. And I I said, put your money where your mouth is, girl. And? She came over. Oh, wow. And she gave me a full hair tutorial and talked me through each of the products. Now, I learned a lot. Now, first of all, I'm fully investing in Lowy products now because I'm like, I want to stick to one hair care routine and I want to do it right. Because one of the things that Joe says is people buy hair products, but they apply it incorrectly. Okay. So there's a lot to cover here and I can't cover it all and I can't remember it and all. And also don't give away her, f- <laughs> her Gen- IP. Her genius IP for free. Yeah, I'm not gonna, you know. <laughs> I think you should all be reaching out and following at Yes Hair and reaching out to Joe and getting an education because for her it's like products are useless without the education behind how to use them. Of course. Now, I'll share one of the takeaways. There were a lot of takeaways and P.S., I have natural curls. Boop. 
I will post a photo on the Instagram. There I go again on the Instagram. What is I'm worried wrong? about you. Just I'm trying wor- to be real. Am I getting sicker and sicker as this episode goes on because I'm in your company? I'm uh. genuinely concerned. Oh, no. I'll share this photo where she gave me beautiful, soft, tussled curls without using a fucking curling wand. It was so easy. It was one particular product, but the way that you apply it. Have you done it on your own since? No, but I'm going to. Okay. And I'm going to film it because I think it's important for people to see my follow through and to see if I can actually do it. Yes. Because it's one thing to have a professional do it to you and with you versus when you are left to your own devices. But I love how quick and easy it is. But back to the biggest takeaway that she taught me. When you apply conditioner, Revs, do you shampoo your hair and then wring the water out of your hair. Yes. Yep, like everyone, yep. like me. And then chuck in a whole load of a conditioner, zhuzh it around and then wash it, right? We all do that. So Joe said you have to think of your hair like a dry sponge. Now, she said if you were to clean this counter with some product, what's the first thing you would do? And I was like, wet the sponge. And she said, yes. She said you should be applying conditioner to soaking, dripping wet hair. Okay. Because water is actually the carrier. Yeah, the molecules. Of, it's the, yes, mm. of the molecules, of the product. Listen to us. The mo- molecules. molecules. <laughs> we know shit. But if you dry your hair, mm, nothing to even if to. you wring it out, okay. you're removing all the moisture and then the product can't go the distance. Right. Now, when we talk about curling products, you know how people like towel dry their hair and then add curling product or um, sea salt spray product into their hair the problem is is your hair's half wet and half dry in spots it's patchy right so you don't get consistency and that's why the product's not working at an optimum in an optimal way is because of that sort of wet dry patchiness so she is all about applying hair conditioner or applying any products post shower to soaking wet hair it's wild. I had to do so much unlearning. I was like, this goes then against everything. How do everything. you go about your business with soaking wet hair? Well, then she has these special, I don't know if they're microfiber. I'm just going to say they are. Correct me if I'm wrong. Towels. Yep. And with your wet hair full of the curling product, you then scrunch dry your hair with the towel, but the product's already in, in there. In the water. In yeah. the water, in your hair, ah. distributed evenly. Okay. And then with her special fancy towels, I think the microfiber, I don't fucking know, that towel takes away the moisture, not the product. Okay. Anyway, it's a whole fucking process. Sounds it. I can, it, it. It is and it isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The education side is a process. Yeah. Understanding it is but a process. But the practical doing of it is straightforward. Well, it's about, you know, Rev's how I keep banging on about body oil yes. and I'm a full convert in the shower. Yep. Hair care is just shaking up your routine and committing to it and letting it become second nature. And then suddenly you're like, why did I do it any other way? I can liken it to using a cup. It's uncomfortable to try something new and to completely shake up everything you've known. But then once you're in the rhythm of it, you're like, oh, here I am just doing this thing. And I'm so committed to this new hair care routine using only low E products. I want to use them exclusively for six months. I'm interested to see what it does and her process. All right. That's quite a not spun. That's huge. Sorry, guys. That I was not it. the plan, but no. I just, I'm passionate about it. You Do know, you I love this stuff. I feel fucking educated on hair and the defrizz factor and having natural curls. So excited for you. So cool. Just in time for hot girl summer. Hell yeah. Hear me with your not spun. All right. Mine's a little bit bogan. Oh, love bogan. We love a bogan. Um, as you know, I'm suffering the major nail injury of 2022. Just having shit nails. I got that buffer thing ground down my nails. I got injured by yep. a nail technician. Then Welcome I got- to my world of not having perfect, hard, firm, healthy, fast-growing nails, Revs. Which I'm sorry for you, but usually I have those, mm. and now I don't, and it's been an insight. And, and humbling, I'm, I imagine. I'm very humbling and I'm recovering slowly from my nail injury of 2022. Anyway, I had, then I had like acrylics put on to try and fix that. Nope, that made it worse. Anyway, I discovered, thanks to my 13-year-old mate, daughter of my friend, she's like, oh, just get the manicure ones from Chemist Warehouse. They last for like five days and you can shape them and paint them however they want. And they don't look like bolt-on acrylics because you just apply them yourself and they look like real nails. I was like, bullshit. And she's like, I've got them on now. And I was like, 
well, damn, they look good. So I tried it. Picked up this box of 100 Glam by Manicare long-lasting salon nails. Fun. They're like long square talons and you glue them on, press down for five seconds. They really do stick. Now, is it a peel the back of it and no. it sticks or you got to apply glue. the glue? Oh, God, it feels too crafty to me. It's a little crafty, but once you get the hang of it, it's so great. Then you file to your shape or cut to the shape that you want. Mm-hmm. Nail polish goes on so well. Didn't use a gel or anything, just use like regular nail polish. They looked like my nails, didn't they? They did. Look, I have to back revs up on this. When she rocked up and showed me these nails, I called bullshit. I was like, they're your nails. And she's like, no, babe, they're fake. They're glam. Glam by Manicare. Um, they were great. They lasted like a week, I think. I lost one somewhere. I glued it back on. It continued to last. I went swimming, did the washing up, did my skincare, showers, all the things. They stayed on. They looked so good. So if you need like a quick nail and mm. you can't wait for an event or something, perfect. How Absolutely. good. So much better than full on $100 set of gel tips or whatever. Like I was not a fan. I know people love it and rock it. For me, they just feel like bolt-ons. They're so thick. Like, they're just so thick. And by the time the polish goes on, it's just like you've got these thick, jelly, weird-shaped nails on. Yeah, I don't know, and you, like, can't be dexterous and undo a button because and it's... you can't, like, scratch properly. No, or, I know. Like, squeeze anything or, like, the pull worst. things out. You've got, like, a little bit, like, I don't know. It's just not cool. And can you share a price point with us, Revzy? Oh, super cheap. So the box of 100 nails is $13.99. Oh, shut up. What a bargain. And I bought a new polish, which was also $13.99. So that was a $27 manicure. Yeah, rather than a $100 exercise. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Just like such a fan. Anyway, it's obviously not for like if you want nails for four weeks. But if you've got an event or something or just like want to do it for the weekend, try something fun out. Highly recommend. That's a great not spawn, babe. Thanks. Well, right. I'm going to crawl back into yeah, bed. I'm not well. I am sending you home. Yeah. Back into bed. Yeah. You need to look after yourself, please. Mm-hmm. Take care. Love you, DL. Love you. And thank you, Rebsy, for showing up, even though you're feeling like crap. It's all good. Wouldn't mi- I couldn't miss a chat with my besties. No way, Jose. Have a great week. Oh, my God. Vote for us in the Listener's Choice Awards. Wow. She found renewed oh, energy. Just... That took a lot out of you. Well done. Help. <laughs> I'll take over a little bit. DLs, um, if you haven't already and you've got your phone in your hot little hands, click the link in our Instagram bio and please vote for us for the Listener's Choice Awards. We're trying to usurp some motherfuckers who have held the crown for too long. No, we love them. We're talking about Life Uncut. We're um, huge fans. Let's add in Mamma Mia out loud. Yes. Because they, they, I heard them say we want to unseat Life Uncut and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Now we've got two sets of queens to dethrone. I'm sorry, but Mamma Mia Out Loud and we are Outlouders. They have millions of followers, okay? We are the little podcast that could. <laughs> and the fact that we were in the top 10 in the company of Mamma Mia Out Loud and Life Uncut, that is a big fucking achievement. And I'm really proud of us. Yeah. But if you want to root for the underdog, yes. which is very Australian, yeah. so tap into that Aussie pride <laughs> and root for us, go ahead and sling us a vote. It will take you all of 30 seconds. Don't forget to click the confirmation button in your email. I know it's an extra step. But we didn't fine. design it. It's fine. We made a little video on how to do it. Not that yeah. it's that hard um, on our Instagram. So go check that out. But we're really appreciative and grateful. And I'm going to get out of your ears now because I'm sick of being thirsty and needy and beggy. It's so fine. we're going to go. But we love you. Love you guys. And one of these days we'll, we'll have, have an outro to our podcast. See you on Friday. Bye. Ciao.